part of the conversations that happen around my kitchen table. He's John Brannion, and he's been a stand-up comic for more than 30 years. She's Amanda McKinney, and she's been my daughter for her whole life. Our family believes laughter is a gift from God. We often discover it while discussing culture, faith, and family. So go ahead and pull up a chair, neighbor. Can I call you Carl? There's plenty of room here for you. Oh, welcome, Carl. All right, go. We're super domesticated we go. tonight. Go. I, my elbow is... Uh, got green bean smush on it. Go. Wait and a night. We're going to do this podcast really, really gonna... fast. <laughs> go. Go. Time doesn't go any faster when oh. we talk <laughs> faster. It and doesn't. And I've also been having anxiety attacks this week. Have you? Yeah. Like, why? Well, that's what I want to know. I, I didn't think, I didn't think I was high strung, but. But I think I am now, because <laughs> <laughs> because I've it's, I've just felt weird. I felt bad, and, and I was like, okay, if I was to go to the doctor, what would I say? And I wouldn't say anything except I just feel weird and bad. And I don't think that you can go to a doctor with oh, that sort of can. diagnosis. Well, I couldn't because <laughs> I would feel dumb. I would feel weird and bad, and then dumb on top of it. Yeah. Because I know that it's just anxiety. It's it's a super busy week, and uh, there's a lot of little things that I've had to do all week long. I've had shows that's stressing me out because when I was in the swing of shows, I was like, okay, I got a show tonight, and I got a show the next night, and I got a show the next night, no problem. But it's been so long since I've had a really hectic schedule that I'm I'm keyed up. I'm I'm keyed up that I'm going to miss something. I did a show last night for the. Uh, for the extension homemakers, shout out to the Miami County yeah. Extension Homemakers. It was super fun. Uh-huh. It was super fun. I might just do those shows. I might just do extension homemaker shows for the rest of my life and nothing else. You'll you'll go where I send you. I have one in the pipeline <laughs> for uh, November that's a homeschool co-op. You like those too? I do like homeschool co-ops. Is it a is it a weekday? Um, Am I going to have to blast off in the middle of the week? It's a Saturday. Good. Is it local? No. <laughs> Where is it? Four and a half hours. It's in Wisconsin. Yeah, that's local. That's local? Yeah. Okay, it's local. I can get there in a day. Yeah. See, I won't be keyed up about that. Okay. I won't be keyed up about that. I'm keyed up about these because they're happening during the week. They're back to back. And I'm just, I, I don't know. I'm just afraid I'm going to miss something. I'm going to be, I'm, I'm going to not make it. And it's it's just faithlessness. That's all it is. It's just a lack of faith in the almighty God. Uh-huh. manifesting itself in the form of nerves and just feeling weird and bad. So I know what it is. You should do a brain dump. Mm-hmm. That's um, Misty Winkler's system. You write everything down that you think of. Like That probably might help me. Yeah, even if it's not, even if it's like not categorized, like because some people think they need to go in an organized fashion and like write down their grocery list over See, here I, I have and then never their comedy shows over there. Right. And then I've never been that person. Their church engagements over here. But no, you just like, if you think of something like, oh, I need to blah, blah, blah. Like I need to promote for vacay with comics. We need to start doing that. Just dump that. You write it down. See, I for years have been a note guy, but I do not organize them. I do not put them in topics. I don't put them in folders. I use Evernote mm-hmm. and Evernote is kind of a, 
crazy ad hoc, you know, you can organize them, you can put tags on them and things like that. Uh, but it's, you just literally dump everything into Evernote and then you sort of sort it out later. Right. And there's a new thing called Obsidian that is even more that way. Everything well, is just sort of backlinked together and there's no centralized place where everything goes. It's well, all I just wonder, connected. And I think this is going to make me sound, this is going to make me sound old fashioned, but I is wonder. Is it going to create more anxiety for me? Because I don't want you to say it, it if I'm going to. at first. Because I'm just now starting to feel less weird and bad. You might need to write it by hand. I think there's something oh. about that process that about helps. an analog process. Yeah, because and then having it in a physical notebook where you can like flip back because it ends up being organized. It, it sort of ends up hmm. organizing itself when like chronologically because you're going to write, you know, one page at a time and left to right and hmm. so then then you can see where your head was, you know, a few days ago by flipping to the left and see where your head is today by flipping uh, assuming, to the assuming right. Assuming that I write left to right like other Americans. Yeah, assuming you're not a Hebrew or something mm-hmm. or Chinese. Chinese. Yeah, but but I'm I have not. only done it one time so far. Like I only sat down You've and really- You've only brain dumped once? Wrote, no, no, no. You, it's not a finished process then. Like oh. I've only- worked on the brain dump once because it's supposed to be several weeks the first time you do it where you just literally you have a lot of stuff to dump you have a lot of stuff that's swirling around and you don't even realize that like i didn't even realize how many times i had thought to myself oh i need to write a thank you note for somebody until right. i wrote that down and then i was working on colin's birthday party that's over now but like one of the things that was on and my it mind was, was a that. blowout carl it was super fun hey what's up luke are you in a bathrobe it's nine o'clock at night in his house. The man can wear a bathrobe. <laughs> he, I was, he is. I guess. I guess I didn't intend for it to sound like that. <laughs> it wasn't. It. I don't know why I even asked that. Well, I don't know why I sounded so incredulous. Bathrobes are things that people wear, yeah, aren't they? They're, they're things specifically that Luke wears. Yeah. Yeah, not everyone I does. Guess it's not that weird. He does. Yeah, uh, he does wear a bath. He looked at me like, saying? "What a dumb question." Oh. Oh, in the words of uh, Silas, the four-year-old, uh-huh. after the party, when he's sitting a little bit, a little uh-huh. drowsy, very tired. He's sitting at the table just but, chugging lemonade very because happy. he's very thirsty after Such all this partying. Party. And he mm-hmm. goes, oh, he takes a big swig of his lemonade, and then he's like gasping for air. And then he goes, that party was so, so good. <laughs> There's a part of me that hopes he never says G's correctly. <laughs> I, know. I know it's going to be less cute when he gets old, but <laughs> but for now, I, it really doesn't bother me that he says so, so dud. So, so, so dud. <laughs> so, so. It wasn't just so, so, so good. Dud. It was so, so good. He's a jelly guy. Uh, so anyway, that's but I, what's, but yeah, what I was saying was I was writing down all the stuff for that too. I needed to do I decorations do and the cupcakes and things. I should do and that, then, but I can't promise you that I'm going to do it like with a piece of paper and a pencil. Well, what's because funny that is, is I didn't just, even go back and look at it again. I, I didn't feel like I was, to. I feel like I should just chisel it into the wall of a cave if I'm going to write it down on paper. Right. But that actually helps you let it go more easily because you know that it's like, it's an, it's entrenched in history like you now have a place where you can go versus digital atoms that are not really 
physical yeah. and there. Well, and I didn't, like I said, I didn't go back and read it again after I wrote it down because I didn't feel like I needed to. Once I had a place to put it, it was like my really? brain was just okay with letting was it forgetting go. about it. Well, but I didn't forget. <laughs> That's the point. Like I well, was not, I was no longer afraid that I was going to forget then. Oh, I see what you're and saying. And so I could, I could relax, but then I still was able to go back two or three days later and see that and see I did do written, the yeah. things that I was well you can do about. that with electronic stuff too you can I suppose I would be afraid I would lose my notebook mine is in my drawer in the kitchen what if right I in the middle of what the if house. I lost it what if I lost my notebook uh can I write it down electronically and then print it onto pieces of there's, paper? You, sure, you can. In but really the thing big, is, colorful fonts. It's not a. It's not a to do list, though. Then that's not the point. The point is to get it out out of your brain because your brain is not meant to hold all of that stuff at once. It's not meant to just hang on to. See, it's good that you said list. that. It's not a to do list because that's right. What I would tend to think it is. I would no. be tempted to put little check boxes. Well, you next can to put. Everything. You can make a to do list if you have on your mind. I need to make a to do list. You know, for the day, then that's fine. That's legitimate. But the idea is that when you are feeling stressed, it's because you're trying to hold too much on your mind at once. And your brain your is meant is not supposed to, to solve problems. It's meant to analyze things. It's meant to um, to think about things, but like more in a um, more in a problem solving way and in an analytical way. So you look and judge look at and judge what has already been done and then you make decisions about what needs to be done in the future. But then once you've made certain decisions, yeah. you shouldn't have to keep replaying over and over and over again in your mind the decisions you've come to. You should have a place for those so that your brain is free to do things a little more higher order. Um, it reminds me of the thing on Sesame Street where they're teaching kids how to memorize a grocery list on the way to the grocery store. A so loaf of bread, a container of milk, and a stick of butter. Yeah, everybody's remembered. Everybody's memorized those three things because uh-huh. of how often they repeated them in that little segment. But that's really a terrible way I know it to is. use your brain. I know <laughs> to it is. walk to the store and spend the whole Just time Just write it down that. on a piece of friggin' paper. And <laughs> dump then you can, it. And then you can think up lyrics to a song or something. Just dump it, Carl. You can do so much more with yeah. your time on the way to the grocery store if you're not repeating those three things. That that is such a that's such an important concept and yeah. you're and you're going to run afoul of a number of uh educational type people when you say things like that because the idea of memorizing stuff is super important you got to memorize dates and you got to memorize states and capitals you got to right. memorize well you do need to memorize memorize the alphabet how to write letters and things in order to do a brain dump have i I talked on the podcast before about how i think uh memorizing the alphabet is stupid have i talked about that memorizing the alphabet is stupid yeah like the order like alphabetical order is stupid no but i think we're getting to the bottom of your anxiety attacks really what what is it because that i think about (laughs) what 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 are we at to the bottom of because i don't feel any because if you're better if you are now like trying to deconstruct even <laughs> the basic building blocks of your language, yeah, I feel like that's gonna I feel like you're no, selling the at alphabet, the branch you're sitting on a little bit. If the you alphabet feel vertigo, is necessary. The alphabet is necessary for communicating because that's how we form words. But I'm yes. talking about the order of the alphabet, like memorizing A B oh, C D E F G H I J K L. I'm not sure that that makes. I'm not sure that that helps anything. Uh, it helps when you're. Like trying to find library books and things like, or things in the dictionary or right. <laughs> alphabetical <laughs> order is helpful for some things like that. <laughs> what? Yeah. 
It's like memorizing the books of the Bible. Which I, is helpful if you're trying to find a well, particular Yeah, if you're trying section. to find if you're trying to find a book in the Bible and you absolutely do not want anybody to see you look in the table of contents. Right. Then yes, you need to have a right in the table of contents. You need to have them memorized. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah, except I don't know. Except I'm lots starting to feel of things bad again. are in alphabetical order. Like, Everything's in alphabetical order. Yeah. I didn't I didn't mean to imply I, I mean I'm memorizing the alphabet, I think, is a is a waste of time. <laughs> it's not getting any better. It's not making more sense the more you try to find a way to do Well like okay, it. so you can sing A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, O, J, K, L, M, N, O, P. You can sing you can sing the alphabet, but, but that doesn't help you read and it doesn't help you write. I can go with you that there could be other alphabet songs, and there are. There are mm-hmm. other songs that don't have the same tune to help kids learn the alphabet. No, no, order. I'm saying that memorizing the <laughs> alphabet, no matter how you do it, okay, is it's a waste of time. A waste. It's of a time. thing. It's a thing that's in your brain that doesn't it's need to necessary. be. You could just write it down. I feel you like you just write down the alphabet in a notebook. I feel and like then, that's the kind of thing you should write in the notebook. It. You should write down <laughs> memorizing the alphabet was a waste of time. Put that in the notebook. Turn the page. Never revisit it again. <laughs> never look at it again. <laughs> And just rest assured then, that it's there. And then notice how much better you feel tomorrow. <laughs> I've written it down for posterity. <laughs> I'm going to write it down right now. You don't need I to don't have a piece that. of paper. You don't need to hold that in your mind anymore. I can just write down. And tomorrow you'll just, the sun Gosh, will be a little brighter. If, <laughs> the sky what? will be a little bluer. That's kind, of, that's kind of my comedy method. Yeah. That's kind of what I do with comedy is right. I write down an idea and then I... And then you forget about and it. I forget about it. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> And then I go back and read it a few years later and go, gosh, that was funny. I wonder why later, I never. I read them on the podcast and yeah. I'm like, guess who wrote this? And you're like, did I write that? <laughs> yeah. Gosh, I'm great. Oh, that was funny. <laughs> why didn't I remember? Why didn't I do that? Writing the alphabet was a waste of time. Or memorizing the alphabet. Memorizing the alphabet. Right. Memorizing the letters in well, order. We're talking about, uh, talking about mental health and, um, coping techniques and things mm-hmm. and i made a new best friend she did this carl week. this is big news for us it may not be big news for carl because i don't know how how into well it, carl if he's a long time carl if this is a if this is a carl that's been with us a long time we've talked about brooks gibbs before yeah he has two hundred and seventy three thousand followers on facebook i haven't looked at twitter or instagram mm-hmm. so you know quarter million yeah. um plus followers and he made a big splash a few years back with the video bullying of um him speaking in a school and teaching the kids like inviting the kids to make fun of him and like Mm -hmm. really do your worst like make fun of me and they make fun of his glasses and they make fun of his size and you know um and tell him he's no he's he's an idiot and he's stupid and all these things he should yeah. And then he responds the first time around, he shows them basically what not to do. And so he and just he gets melts mad down and, and gets mad. Screams, that's not very nice. I'm telling a teacher that you're not allowed to say that, like that kind of stuff. And they just keep And they going. it just gets worse. Um, it doesn't help. Because he told them to. He says, you know, no matter what I say, you just keep you just keep going. Keep right. let you me just really keep let me coming have it. at me. Um and, and you and they do until you run out of things to say, you know, just keep going. And so the first time when he's crying, they just have more and more ammo. Then they can make fun of him for crying. Right. 
because he says he's going to tell the teacher and they're like, oh, you're the teacher's pet, you know, and things like right. that. So, I mean, it's all very realistic. Baby. Why don't you memorize the alphabet, you big baby? <laughs> and so then <laughs> round two, he says, you know, that was good. You did a good job. And has the, he has the audience clap for the little right, bully. for the bullies, yeah. And then he says, same thing, same rules. You just keep make, make fun of me and I'm going to try to stop you. And so they start out the same way. You're four eyes or you're an idiot. And he just and he goes, agrees with them. Yeah, my glasses. They have always been pretty weird, aren't they? <laughs> they're pretty weird. And they're like, yeah, that's what I said. And he's like, I know, you're very smart. Like, And they're like, they don't know I what am. To do. I am smart. And he's like, I know. I agreed with you. That's what I said. You know, And like, they don't know what to say next. Eventually, they're like, they're like, you're just, you're a loser. And he's like, well, I think you're a winner. <laughs> <laughs> like that kind of thing he just is he treats him like a friend don't get upset treat him like a friend like that's what he t teaches these kids everywhere he goes to speak and so i yeah. just thought it was genius like everything that i have seen in education lately and the bullying campaigns is is you know toughen up stand up defend yourself you know you don't have to take that you're awesome and well there's also a big campaign aimed at the bullies themselves telling right. them not to be bullies right which I think that's a waste of time, too. Well, I can actually agree on that one. Hooray! <laughs> and so to see him talk like he was talking about bullying was so refreshing. Like, it seemed like it was probably something that was more or less commonsensical a few generations ago. You were a Brooks Gibbs fan before he was cool. Well, as he was becoming... As he was becoming cool. More uh, notorious. Yeah, right. I think I... I've discovered his videos and then started seeing them more and more, and I but really the liked thing, him. The thing about it is, when you start to become famous, when you amass 275,000 or however many followers he's got, you know there's going to be a few detractors. Yeah. The more famous you become, the well, more the bigger a target you become, because more and more people are consuming your content, more and more people are hearing your philosophy, and more and more people are going to be upset about it. Well, and not especially when you're talking about mental health and mm. bullying and mm. psychology, psychiatry, like he's, he is attacking a sacred cow in the culture when he suggests that the way we should be going about all of this is toughening up our children and toughening up ourselves and becoming resilient and changing our response to the triggers right. instead of trying to control the triggers. Instead himself. of trying to tell people to stop bullying, instead yeah. of trying to control circumstances that are outside of our control, we should yeah. learn how to deal with the inevitable uh, anxiety and panic attacks that come our way despite our best efforts right. to... Right, so he... That's interesting. I didn't even think about that, but I am having a panic attack this week, and here we are talking about that. <laughs> It's, having a panic attack. Well, I'm, I'm so stressed out that I can't even formulate sentences correctly <laughs> on this podcast. Having a panic attack. I'm week. having some attacks. Uh, attacks. <laughs> some attack. Some attack. You're having some panic attack. Ha -ta -ta. So uh, what, did is it, what did Brooke say that got him in hot water? She what? showed it to me and it's she goes, here's what Brooks posted because, well, how did you say it? Because he likes to be. Because he loves, he, he loves to having be, the angst of the internet thrown at him. Yeah, he likes to. You asked, did he know it was going to get him in trouble? And I'm like, I'm sure that he did. Of course he did. I'm sure he did. Uh, everything that he posts has the potential to get him in trouble. Yeah. But he wrote this little ditty, this little I poem. I feel that way too. I'm sure this is part of his uh, presentation at schools. I'm sure of it. Because it rhymes. 
It says, if you're mad and you don't know what to do, think about someone who has it worse than you. If you're sad and you're feeling kind of blue, give it time. You might forget about it too. You could be glad that it happened to you. All you've got to do is change your point of view. How you feel is up to you. Mm. So that's his little poem. Mm. Brooks. And uh, why? Why do you do this to yourself? He's got like 500 comments on that thread now. Is that all? When I first popped in, there were like 20 of them. (laughs) But like all of them were, "Mm, I think you missed the mark this time, Brooks. I usually like, whenever somebody starts out with, I'm normally a big fan and agree with what you say. (laughs) When when it starts with, I normally agree with what you say, then brace yourself because there's a... There's a left turn coming. Yep. But this time, oh, the damage you have done. 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 I meant to say rot and done. Well, somebody wrote junk advice. Just because someone else has it worse doesn't mean another person's feelings and struggles are not valid as well. Mm -hmm. We are all on our own path. Yes, it does. This isn't a contest. (laughs) This is life, and life is hard for everyone at various points, Um, which is true. But that doesn't make it junk advice to... Right. Find a way to be okay with your right. Well, feelings. I like the term invalid. I like I like when you're you're invalidating somebody else's feelings when you're telling them that they can rest some control over them. Well, you're invalidating my feelings. It's actually it's just another it's just another argumentative right. way to defend right the indefensible. Well, and so then uh, Janine said, maybe your message is better in long form than in poetry because in poem form, it sounds a lot like toxic positivity. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Toxic positivity. Oh, toxic positivity. (laughs) Get out of here with that toxic positivity. Can can everything be toxic? Is there toxic happiness? Yeah, that's what it is. Is there toxic joy? That's what they mean by toxic positivity. What about toxic peace? If you're trying to offer peace and joy to a person who's sad, (laughs) then you're being toxic because they want to be sad right now. Dang it. Keep your toxic happiness to yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And then Emily said, advice like this is exactly why people never overcome hurtful events in their life. We would never take this advice if it was our bodies that are hurting. Is that why people never overcome? You would never tell someone you just lost a limb, but be grateful someone else has (laughs) lost all of them. (laughs) Or you found out you had stage one cancer, but if you think about it, something, if you think about something else, it will go away. Yeah. You downplay traumatic life events as if they should quietly be dismissed. Please keep your fairy tale comments to yourself. Now, he replied to that one, I think. Did he? Yeah. He replies to a lot of them, which is what I love. Oh, yeah, he did. 500 of them. He said, Emily, my goal is to help people live up to your last name because her last name was is strong. Um, <laughs> emotional resilience is a skill set that can be learned through expectation management and emotional regulation. Advice like mine is exactly how people overcome hurtful events that are either physical or emotional. For thousands of years, dating back to the Stoic philosophers, wise people have understood that it's not what happens to you that determines your emotional suffering, but rather your interpretation of what happens to you. I'm sure you've had bad things happen to you in life that turned out to be best for you, or at the very least, you were able to see good come out of something bad. Without this redemption, pain would be meaningless, and no one would overcome challenges. But because of the redemptive quality of suffering, all of us can endure the hardships of life with grit and eventually a grin. Um, Oh, did she come back? Yeah. Really? Well, yes, she did. 
This isn't rocket science, she said. People overcome trauma and hurt when they are shown genuine concern and compassion in the process of their healing. Stop intellectualizing the human heart in pain. <laughs> it's like intellectualizing a migraine with words instead of pain meds to relieve it. Again, comments like yours are superficial band-aids that lack insight. Someone else commented to you that it was a piece of junk, and it is. Don't, uh, don't people overcome migraines without medication all the time? Um. The problem is that actually people like Emily are medicalizing everything and they take pills for everything. Ah, okay. Everything. Because I actually have uh, what are migraines. I didn't even know that they were migraines. But every now and then, every once in a while, Carl and Peaches, Mm -hmm. I'll see like colors in front of my... It looks like a thread, like a thread of multicolors that just on my eyeball and and it just stays there. So no matter where I look, it's right in the middle of my vision or on the edge of my vision or whatever. Uh-huh. And so if you if you blink, it stays there. You can see it when you close your eyes uh-huh. and it just it just stays there. And then uh, eventually it kind of goes away. But I looked it up a few years ago and it's a migraine. What do you think of that? I think you probably better run and get some pills. <laughs> Quick. You, Do you have some? Sh- you certainly should not try to make the best of this situation any other way. What about pie? Can <laughs> no. I f- can I fix it with pie? No. You are Do you have pie? Even asking that question, I'm pretty sure is intellectualizing I this just, whole situation. <laughs> I really just want to know if you have any pie. That's I all it. Don't. I Shoot. have all right. Never uh, mind. We have candy. <laughs> we have a whole lot of <laughs> you candy. You have a lot of candy, left don't you? Over from the pinata. From the pinata. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That Caden, Caden didn't eat all the Snickers from the piñata. No, the nephew who's allergic to peanuts only managed to eat one Snicker bar before he was before stopped. We caught him. Yeah, his parents were like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Munching on a Snickers bar. Ah, family gatherings. That was so funny. With a side of Caden's four risk. Caden's four, and here's the thing that I think I'm, I think I'm going to render a verdict, and that is that Caden has a pretty sophisticated sense of humor already at the age of four. Because nope. <laughs> he's munching away at a Snickers bar and his parents go, what are you doing? They've That's got peanuts in it. You can't eat peanuts. And he knows that. He knows he's not supposed to eat peanuts. And he looks up at his mother. He's four. And he goes, oh, mom, I'm going to be okay. And then he crosses his eyes and sticks out his tongue and goes, Bleh! like he was having a heart attack or yep. like he was having a, a reaction. Yep. It was classic. He got it. And, you know, 15-year-olds do that kind of stuff to their moms all the time. But he's four. Yep. Just I'll imagine. I'll be okay, mom. <laughs> imagine how delightful it's going to be. <laughs> when he's 13. When he's 15. <laughs> and intentionally eating peanuts. Or things that look like peanuts. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think there's a good chance that he'll outgrow his allergies because... Maybe he'll outgrow his sense of humor, too. Probably not. He, he never really did get so bad like he was never wheezing he would get hives he'd get itchy right um and so i i think never really went to shock or anything yeah i think as it goes it's more of like a mid a mid reaction you know Mm. mid-level reaction um it's scary when they're little babies though and they get all mottled and they their tongue turns colors he would he vomited once when he had some cashews i I think cashews were worse 
than peanuts for him. But anyway. 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 You know, they make Snickers with cashew. Or is it almonds? almonds. I, we couldn't decide. They we make had almond a, Snickers. But he's supposed to avoid all those nuts. And then today, yeah. he, he's also allergic to egg. Again, mildly, mildly allergic to egg. Today we had some cheesecake because it's Tabby's birthday. Mm-hmm. So everybody was over here for Wednesday Happy gathering. Happy birthday, Tabby. And Marla brought some cheesecake and I said, she goes, I don't know if he so can good. have this. And I said, well, there's two different kinds. If it's a no-bake cheesecake, then he probably can have it because it's usually pudding that it gets it is the filling. There's no eggs in pudding. And there's no egg there's in no it. There's no real ingredients in cheesecake anymore anyway. Well, there is in this. There were eggs, milk, and wheat and soy like every and nuts because one of them had peanuts on it did he eat some no because we looked at the back and then but my point was going to be that he asked i wasn't with this and we said no that's got egg in it and he goes how about this because there's like four different right there's different kinds it's like it all has egg that has egg too and this one and we're like that one has peanuts (laughs) on top so it's peanuts and egg so he just kept going around the pie (laughs) dish asking for the same thing over and over again and so Tabby and I, because we grew up with his father, we know where his genes originated. Right. That's that's a very Tim thing to do. Tabby and I, like his mom was like, well, that one has, he goes, what kind is this? And she's like, well, that one has raspberry filling. And I said, and still egg. Like, we just kept <laughs> reminding him. So Tabby and I were pointing at all of them. We're like, egg, 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 egg peanuts. Egg, egg, like, egg, peanuts. And he just kept going. But what about this one? And so we just kept repeating it until he finally accepted that our answer wasn't going to change. Until he, until he had pointed to every every variety. And then we're like, do you want some eggs? Because we practice that with him sometimes. Do you want some eggs, Kate? And he's like, no. But I'm like, allergic. He kind of did. And then we're like, so eggs here, peanuts there. You want some peanuts? No. But it was a disheartening But he kind of did. He, he, de- he kind of did want did. some eggs and peanuts. So I anyway, anyway, the uh, the back to the Brooks Gibbs thing. Back to Brooks. I I commented pretty early in the thread, and I wrote this comment thread is a train wreck. If people <laughs> wonder why social media has a negative effect on people's emotions, this is it. It's not because there are bullies out there telling people they're worthless. Those bullies are rare, and it's easy to ignore them. Social media is toxic because a bunch of strangers who think they're helping are encouraging everyone to stay victimized by their feelings and giving them permission to feel. That quote was something somebody recommended. There's a book called Permission to Feel out there. Um, I've never even read it, but I know how they're using it now to. on social media. So Not it doesn't even matter. It doesn't matter what the author intended. Now all of the all of the victims and the I traumatized people. I give you permission people, to feel. Well, that, yeah. That's the whole validate people's feelings. Right. Everybody's feeling is valid. Right. They're giving them permission to feel lousy all day, every day, because life is too hard to learn how to change their perspective. God help us. We don't even want to get well. We want permission to stay sick. And, and Brooks, Brooks responded. responded. He was like, boom, shakalaka. I love it. And so that was cool. But um, I didn't respond directly to him at that point because somebody else. Because you were too cool. Well, no, I was responding. I was busy because I had to respond to Carrie. Carrie said I'm off the mark because it's not about staying stuck. It's about working through stuff. And uh, Staying stuck. Did you say it was I, about staying No, stuck? I didn't actually. But I didn't. it didn't matter. I, I saw comments that she made in other places. A lot of times people will go through and comment on like six or eight different threads. when they're Right, there's 500 covered. comments and they have to respond to 490 of them. 496 of them, yeah. Right. So I just responded just kind of generally to the thread. There were several people agreeing with me and then there was that lady who was like, you're off the mark. Brooks and agreed. I you said, got a boom shakalaka from Brooks. I did, but I, I got even better than that. 
I said better than boom shaka. There isn't anything better than boom shakalaka. Well, I um yeah, actually there is. Okay. So that's I said the, that's the greatest thing that you can get on social media. Hold on to your butts, everyone. <laughs> Carl, hold on to something. Do you know where that quote comes from? Hold on to your butts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's from Star Trek? No. Wait, wait, I know this. It's from um, Matrix. Nope. Dang it. It's from, it's a sci-fi movie. You know who movie. said it? It's a black guy. Gosh. <laughs> Is it from Jurassic Park? Yes. Okay. <laughs> it's a black guy. It's it Samuel is. L. Jackson. It is. And he says it. I, I can picture him in front of the computer, which is why I was thinking right. it was Star Trek. Because I know he's doing something on the, uh, whatever. On the computer. Go ahead. Read your read Listen. your thing now. I'm holding on to my butt. I knew, I knew something about it. Okay. Um, if social media, this is me, if social media only hosted people like Brooks and other wise counselors who teach personal accountability and empowerment, I would let my teenagers have phones. But unfortunately, the internet is full of Freudian garbage that assumes brains must stay broken and encourages teenagers to identify with the negative. Worst of all, these advisors disguise their biases as science and compassion, even though they are literally creating and spreading mental illnesses by normalizing unhealthy thinking. My kids don't have phones because I don't want their most toxic thoughts being, quote, validated by other sick people until it becomes a lifelong habit. Ooh, that's like a verbal smack in the face. Yeah. yeah. That's like a punch if in the If only they gut. had the tools necessary to cope with such <laughs> blatant attacks on their worldview. <laughs> if only someone could have taught them how to handle it some way without screaming oh my gosh i'm gonna tell the you are savage (laughs) no way if only they could deal with the hotness that i am bringing down so brooks responded again and he was like amen just take over my feed girl (laughs) (laughs) i didn't see that post i know that's why i said you just don't even know you don't know yet i don't even know gosh it's a good thing i was holding on to my butt (laughs) I, i warned you i told you to so that was that was one of the threads, and then I commented on another one of his posts too. Um, so uh, Chris Schufel has been on our podcast a few times, Carl. You yeah. remember him? Yeah. He and Brooke Gibbs are like uh, cohorts. I don't know what the level of partnership is, but they are for a while. They're friends. Chris, yeah, they're they friends. They did a podcast regularly together for and a while. Chris was doing uh, Brooks's. They they were like doing the same thing he was doing the bullying stuff in school right and it was brooks's methods and whatnot right and so like, like they did they did chris's podcast together regularly and mm-hmm. now i can't remember it's chris in the classroom is what his website is called and yep. i can't remember if that was the name of the podcast too i think it was it seems like it was and it so was. they did it together for a long time so yeah chris has done comedy too so they're buddies um or pals, but but there was another place too that I. But that's the first that, time that Brooks has ever gotten it. I'm I'm one degree of separation away from Brooks Gibbs now. Right. I feel like I, I guess I was with Chris Schufel too, but it was somehow it feels more legitimate now yes, that it's now, somebody who used to be, you know, who used to have my last name. Now now we're serious. We're now seriously we're serious making a move buds. to be part of his tribe. We're trying to weasel our way into his tribe now. Uh, like another we did post, with the FLF network. Another post this week. This actually may have been the one that I shared with you before, but um, he wrote: "Anxiety equals adrenaline. 
if you can learn to view that adrenaline as rocket fuel to face a challenge as opposed to avoiding and fighting it, you'll stop having panic attacks. See, that's why I that's why I was here tonight. And yep. that's why I thought it was so ironic because I'd forgotten about that. Yep. But I got so much rocket fuel. So much. You could the past couple of days. Launch several of them. I'm so not used to it that I, I walked out in the parking lot after I left my my day job today and i was like man i feel weird i think i'm having a panic attack if i was if i was sitting down on an airplane this would be yeah. this would be what it feels like but mm-hmm. because i was able to move and i was walking it sort of right you know it sort of dispelled it but it's like i just feel i just feel all like i need to hang on to my butt i need to well I, that was before you told me that there was not one but two boom shakalakas from brooks gibbs well and here's so that's that comment section was a, of course similar to the other he specifically has three or four women encouraging each other yeah that's right that's to attack true. him you get it you get it this guy's <laughs> ignorant he doesn't understand but thank you thank you and they're liking all of each other's things yeah and so that happens in they, my comment thread they're too. taking it dude has two hundred seventy thousand followers nobody knows who these women are but because they have social media because they have a phone in their lap they think that everybody needs to hear what they have to say right now mm-hmm. um well and, their feelings are valid peach right you can't invalidate their feelings right but i i had written to I had written a comment under this thread too. And I just said, those reading the comments need to decide. Are you going to listen to the formerly anxious people who have overcome their anxiety? Because there were a few people who were testifying that they had actually used these methods and it had worked. And they work. Or are you going to listen to folks who are still struggling and who insist it will always be this way? And who are you going to listen to? You have to medicate. And, um, and he wrote, this was not to me directly. He actually clarified down in the comments. And I think- Well, he already told you really to take great. over his whole- this whole thread. I think so. he wrote this the day before he told me to take I think he deeded but. his entire ministry to you. And to be fair, I said, I can't do that because I need you to keep being you and having your page and maintaining it so that those of us who are trying to raise our children resiliently will remember we're not alone. Like, I can't I can't just be the only person. We need Brooks. We need Chris Schufel. We need yes, anybody with a head on their do. shoulders because otherwise there's nothing left on the internet. And truth be told, we reading. probably need to memorize the alphabet. <laughs> I'm glad you came around. This <laughs> well, is I've good. had a few minutes, to, had a few minutes to think about it. Well, since I dumped it out of my brain, <laughs> right. since I dumped it out of my brain, now I feel like now I can, can look, look back at, at it, it in a concrete way. With some objective... <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Looking at it in on paper, even though you didn't literally have to write it down, you do. You kind of see mm-hmm. now mm-hmm. how it looks. Yeah, but we we do need we do need everybody to do whatever it is that they're doing. That's what I talked to the homemakers about yesterday. All those dear, yeah, um, those dear women, dear ladies, and who had and their daughters. husbands. And the reason their husbands came along was because. Psh, they had a big time celebrity speaking right. last night. You were going to be there. And so, uh, but they were all, I, I've just talked to them about how important it is to make homes. And look, sometimes it doesn't feel like anybody's paying any attention. Look, I have my sewing over and here. Sometimes you sew things. On the side. I've never sewed before like this week. Sewn. Sewn. I've never sewn before this week. <laughs> I've never talked before this week either. I'm not sure sewn is the proper past tense, is it? <laughs> it might be. I don't know. You're it's the word person. 9.45 now, so mm. we're, grammar is quickly going PM, out the window. do you know where your children are? 
But I want to share this. I want to share what else Brooks has to say about panic attacks. Okay, but make it snappy because it's kind of time, long. Time's a wasting. It's kind of long because he says, like, you know, he could was actually this the comment lecture. to somebody else in the thread. This is another. This is just its own thread under the original post. So he I got see. some backlash. Then so he didn't it's not respond. to anybody. Pos- yeah. This is the thing that you're supposed to do on social media, right? When you have a lively discussion, you can drop into that. Right. Go back post in, post another a follow-up comment, but it's not too anything. Very shrewd. Um, but he wrote, panic attacks are a symptom of primary and secondary adrenal responses. Two layers of stressors. In other words, panic attacks are a result of one being anxious about feeling anxious. I'll explain as best I can, as I understand the process. The primary, initial first feelings of anxiety are simple and uh, simply an adrenaline rush that the body produces when faced with a challenge. If we are afraid and want to get away from that challenge, then we call it anxiety. If we're looking forward to the challenge, we call it adrenaline. So it's one chemical that's produced as a biological response when facing a challenge, but it's evaluated by our belief system and framed as either problem or opportunity. Those who see the challenge as a problem are afraid, and then feelings of anxiety emerge. Those who see the challenge as an opportunity also feel fear, also feel the fear, but feelings of motivation also emerge. They lean into the feelings rather than running from them. They welcome the feelings and leverage it as rocket fuel to accomplish their goal. However, something interesting happens to those who are afraid of the challenge and want to run away from it. They develop a secondary symptom of anxiety. They get anxious about feeling anxious. Once the secondary symptom emerges, they try to avoid the negative feelings of anxiety and tell themselves something like, I must not be feeling anxious. This feeling needs to stop right now. The more they fight the feelings, the worse the anxiety gets. Thus, the body shuts down in many different ways because the limbic system in the brain recognizes it's not able to control that feeling despite every effort and concludes death is near. Panic attacks are not detached from our thinking. Rather, they are the result of our thinking. Our fear of feeling anxious and the rigid demands we subconsciously believe about feeling anxious then create panic. Thus, my statement, anxiety equals adrenaline. If you can learn to view the adrenaline as rocket fuel to reach a goal as opposed to fighting it, you will stop having panic attacks. Mm. You will not stop feeling fear. Mm. This is me now. This is not Brooks. But you won't stop feeling fear. You won't necessarily stop having adrenaline. But you can frame it differently. Because those are chemicals. I can pause here or I guess add insert here that just last night by way of an update on the insomnia front and the and the I was just about to front. say that sounds like what was happening to you where you were afraid that you were going to be you were anxious about being anxious yes yeah and I last night woke up at four o'clock um to Colin crawling in my bed and then mm-hmm. Silas had wet his bed so I had to get up and change it's his sheets so so peed oh it happens all the time <laughs> all the time the boys they alternate who's climbing in bed it seems like but it's one of them like every other night or so your boys are it's never your girls is it? do no. your girls get up and in, nope. in the middle of the night Emery sleeps like a log I mean, just <laughs> really? passes out and does not move <laughs> yes and it's funny because i don't even think she breathes real great real like well. she always has her mouth open yeah. and <laughs> she's got a tiny nose yeah she has a really little bitty nose i asked her dentist about that i was like how much should i be concerned about like the nasal passages, adenoids, tonsils, things like that, because I'm not sure <laughs> that she's breathing well. But anyway, he's like, no, she's not, like, her lips aren't blue. She's getting oxygen. Yeah, she's but, breathing. But, yeah, he's like, when she gets a little bigger, her, like, all of that will widen up, and if it doesn't She does enough, sleep like a hound dog on a porch it. in the sun. Cammy would not be caught dead trying to crawl in bed with somebody. <laughs> 
<laughs> Cammy's always been that way. Always. Cammy used to throw her mother out of the room when she was like one. <laughs> Six months old. <laughs> and she's trying to kiss her goodnight. She's like, no, go. go. No, I used to nurse her. She was still nursing. She was like just <laughs> over a year and she falls asleep. And it's very sweet. And I'm in the rocking chair, I'm rocking her. And so she's like, her head tilts back. She's got a little milk at the corner of her mouth. Uh-huh, and her I'm, little baby mouth. I'm like, oh, my little my little girl. So I start to hum a lullaby. And as soon as I start humming, she opens <laughs> one so. eye. And goes. And goes, no, bed. <laughs> <laughs> and so I said, Okay. All right. I took her to bed. I put her put her in her crib, and that's she a, rolled over and went to sleep. That's a tough thing for a mother to deal with. I mean, not no, not exactly because bed. I. She gets it honest. That comes from me. You don't like. I to do be, not want to cuddle. You don't want to cuddle. You don't want to be touched. Please just, don't I sing to me while I'm trying to bed. sleep. I'm, can I just go to sleep? Can you keep your lullaby to yourself? Uh, so that's yeah. The girls don't ever come into bed with us. Yeah, but. The boys are lighter sleepers, and they tend to get scared. And then when they do get scared, they want to be close. Very, very close. We should have JT write a lullaby for Cammie. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's just 15 seconds of silence, followed by the sound of a door closing yeah. and a light switch going off. There's nothing more relaxing than the sound of receding footsteps. <laughs> <laughs> your parents your leaving your room. <laughs> To your solace. <laughs> ah, good night. So refreshing. What was I saying? Oh, oh, so so it's four o'clock. By the time I get back in bed, Colin and Luke are taking up the majority of the bed. Of course. And I was like, I don't feel sleepy. Like, I slept pretty well up till that point. That's a good thing. But I was like, I just feel awake. And then I, but then I thought to myself, but you know... I'm kind of okay with that. Like, if I need to lay so here... So, no anxiety about being awake at no, 4 No, I actually spun it, in, like, intentionally. I was thinking I was com- I was concerned about not having enough time to process my thoughts. It, it had been a really crazy day yesterday. So, normally you'd think, oh, it's been such a crazy day. I need my sleep. Or, I, I need to brain dump. I've been so busy. No, no, that, that was actually my thought. I was like, well, oh. this would be a great time to kind of... Just spend some time thinking. Take a dump. About a brain stuff. dump. <laughs> yeah, I guess. And then I thought, like, all right, if this is how it's going to go for the next couple of hours before the sun rises, then I'll just sit here and think about stuff. Think and, about stuff. And it'll be all right. So So you're feeling okay tonight? Yeah, I felt no pretty anxiety. good. Okay. I was really sleepy earlier today, probably because I was I'm up tired. before. But. I'm tired now, but I'm getting ready to go to... Getting ready to go to do a show tomorrow afternoon. Then I'm going to Maryland. And then uh, a couple of weeks from now, we're going to be in Knoxville. Mm-hmm. You should write it down. Go to Knoxville? Just write it down. <laughs> I'm going to Knoxville. It might help. All right. I'm going to write that down. <laughs> just write everything down until you find the thing that's that's. I'm going to write. It just and, and I'll know that I've written down the right thing when I immediately fall yes. asleep. <laughs> The alphabet. When I, when I is wake up with my head on the table. <laughs> Memorizing the alphabet was wordless. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for visiting the Comedian's House. If you want to spend more time with our family, you can follow John Branion on YouTube and Facebook. Also, email nextdoor at johnbranion.com with your comments and questions. We'll see you next time.